Monday was better. It was a COVID scare. So there you go. <laughs> you mentioned did you get a positive case or was it just a scare? Two positive cases. Wonderful. And you're okay. Oh yeah, I'm fine. We've had we yeah. Uh there's one of the owner's sons and a friend of his who went to a football game, a Chiefs game, sat at the suite and found out on Wednesday when people that they were in the suite with tested positive. So we sent them home to work. We gave him the test kit. We took the test. We got the results back Friday afternoon after about 5.30. Both of them were hot. Nice. <laughs> and set off the, okay, you talk to this person, that person, this person. That's the worst telephone game ever. <laughs> oh. Who were the Eskimo brothers with? <laughs> I don't know, but they said that there were 12 people in the suite and all 12 were tested positive. Oh, shit. So when I hear about an outbreak in Kansas City, it's directly related to your company then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> It was a super spreader event there. Did Patrick Mahomes get it? Did they get it? Give it to him? I don't know. You're just like, my God, guys, how do you fucking do this? That is wow. So you had probably, if everybody turned out hot, then you probably had at least two in that room that were already hot. I would have to think. I can't think one person spread it to 12, but I'm no, no. Fauci. So what do I know? I listen to the no. scientists. No, but I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think you're right um, that that there was you know multiple people already had it in order to be that efficient, or they were just really in a small room, just right on top yeah, of just them. breathing all over each other. Exactly for three yeah. and a half, four hours, <laughs> yelling and screaming. Did the Chiefs win that game? I don't remember. No. Oh, the see, there's there's your mitigating circumstances. Everybody was worked up because they were not going to be perfect anymore. And that's how you spread the disease. Apparently. The virus. I'm sorry. I don't want to spread false information. <laughs> so so this is, um, this is episode eight of Slurp <laughs> Toast. <laughs> I believe it's now called That's How You how you Host a Super Spreader Event. <laughs> That's right. Either that or Patrick Mahomes, super spreader. I'm not sure which. Let's <laughs> not drag Patrick into this. We'll go with the first Patrick Mahomes, super spreader. Okay, we'll go with that one. So, episode eight. Here, I'm still Bruce. He's still Steve. And based on conversations he and I have had in preparation for this, uh, he's got some grievances he wants to air. So, I'm going to turn it over to him, and I'm going to let him run and see what happens. Take it away, buddy. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna sit here and I have some uh, some tequila in my Wizard World Cup. You should. And, and I'm gonna just. Some? Huh? <laughs> some? Well, it's not <laughs> full. It's, it's not full. You can see the condensation line. It's only like there. Yeah, it implies that it's. Yeah, you can't see. I'm touching the screen on the little frost line. So go ahead. No, no. <laughs> Always. I, I. I. I've never been a fan of home ownership. I don't like it. <laughs> Wait, wait, you don't like the American dream? I do not like the American dream. Because, <laughs> you know, they always say, well, at the end of the day, it's yours. And that's the reason I don't like it. Because at the end of the day, the house is mine. I got to fix the stuff that broke. So here's what set off. We bought two homes previously owned, right? 
And the first one was built in the 50s and they had like Jack Leg, the handyman who did all their work. So you'd like, go, oh, I'm going to put up a new light fixture. You'd open the box up and, 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 and this is how the, the wires were, um, you know, joined together is they, they would hook this one and then they would hook this one and they would put them together like that and they would fold those close and they would wrap it with electrical tape. No nuts, no nothing. Nothing. nothing wow. Bare wire. Bare wire. Just just like this and then just wrap it. Nice. So, so we moved to a new house and I thought this would be great. So <laughs> sucker. We we redid we re, redid one bathroom and I went to take the light fixture off the wall and it was just screwed to the wall. They had taken the mounting plate and, and screwed it to the wall with wall anchors because there was no box there. They just poked a hole in and, and made the, the connection up with wire nuts uh, in the hole in the wall. You know, about yay big. Yeah. It's, right. It's thumb and a forefinger for those. Yeah, it's the O and you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I go in there to find out why. And for whatever reason, the wall isn't deep. So instead of doing like a shallow box, which you can buy, they just poked a hole in the wall, wired it in the wall and, and hoped for the best. So that was like three trips to Home Depot to fix it and then get a bracket and just anyway. So now How old is the new house? How 80s. old is your new house? 80s. I mean, oh, okay. Are you second owners, third owners? I'm just kidding. Now I'm, all of a sudden I'm Bob Vila. Okay. Third. third owner. Okay. Carry on. No. So then, so, so now we have this bathroom and we're going to replace the light fixtures in the bathroom because two of them are shorted out, right? The three lamp fixture, you only get two bulbs. The two lamp fixture, you only get one bulb. It's like time to go. I take the first one down and they've tiled the wall and I'll be damned if the son of a bitch didn't just take a hammer and smash a hole in the wall. Wait, what? Yes, beat a hole in the wall with a hammer and then again, mounted the fixture to the wall with uh, wall anchors and made it up in the void. So so did he then drill into the tile to do the anchors at least? Damn, smashed. So, uh, so he no. smashed, smashed out a smashed tile it. enough to get to the drywall? He smashed a hole then chipped off the tiles and put oh. in the <laughs> Okay. Oh, you're giving me a headache. I'm going to drink but more. I thought, and so I thought, well, that, that's utter crap, but I can fix that one because I can get an old work box. I can widen the hole, which I've done. I widen the hole, fit the box in there, bolted it on. It's good and tight. Brought the wires back up. It's good to go. The second wall, it had the, 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 the white fisher had a mounting bracket like this, right? Mm -hmm. and and what they did again is they peeled out uh, the brick so that they could screw this thing directly to the wall. But to put the box in, he didn't hit the wall in the right spot. And so he actually smashed out about 10, in no, not 10, six inches of wall with a hammer in order to get that wire in there. And then the thing was anchored with one wall anchor. How big was the fixture? <laughs> three light fixture oh so about 18 inches wide at least or 24 yes but he did anchor that that plate where he had you know chiseled out the tile so again wow. another trip to home depot this time to buy like a ceiling fan mm -hmm. braces where you can like put it in there so i finagled it in the hole pulled it tight and tightened it down so it's this box cut a new hole 
Then I've had to replace the tile. The tile work was done 20 years ago. I got lucky and found a matching tile on Home De at Home Depot and ordered two samples, little little chunks like this. Uh -huh. So I've been cutting these these tiles off of the the little cardboard sample thing. Right. And gluing them into place. <laughs> I'm impressed that you found the tile. That That is my favorite part of the story so far, is that you were able to find any of the 20-year-old tile. Found it, found it. Uh, yeah, I went to one place, Lay's like, we don't carry that. And I go, it's MSI. She goes, oh. I go, so you do carry it. So we went back and forth. But again, I'm just, it, it's so, a light fixture, right? You should just basically go in, take the old one down, put a new one up, wire it, done. Yeah, hook it to the box. Tighten it up, wet it, wipe it, good night, as Dennis Miller used to say. That's right. No, I've had to take two uh, paint sticks, right? Put construction adhesive in, you know, that place where he smashed it out. Mm -hmm. did a great job. It all broke on the backside. So I actually had to cut the hole larger to get to good drywall. And then I glued my two, two, two little uh, paint sticks there and I glued a new piece of drywall, cut to fit. And have taped and mudded it, and then I will go back and, and I will retile that. And uh, and hopefully this project I was supposed to have done last weekend, I will do uh, probably next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're taking some days off, right? You I told me. Take some days off, yeah. Just, is that just mental health or you got something planned uh, other it's, than the bathroom it, repair? Yeah, no, it, it's mental health. I haven't had a day off since the beginning of the year. Yeah, there you go. You need that. So, yeah, see, I didn't have anything that quite that dramatic in this house. Um, so far, my biggest challenge has been uh, we I had bought a mirror at Crate and Barrel back in the day when I was working there in Houston. And so we transported it. We never got it hung in Houston because at that point, things were in motion to move here. So we finally decided, OK, let's put it up in this bathroom, in the hall bathroom, the little half bath that is is what I'm relegated to. So the uh, the mirror that was in there, I was like, oh, this will be easy enough. It's got the four little brackets to hold it in place. I take, I start looking. Son of a bitch was glued to the wall underneath. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You gl you you glued this shit right to the drywall, you motherfuckers. Oh, right to the drywall. Right Please. to the yeah yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, well here's what we're gonna do. I go get the duct tape, crisscross that <laughs> son of a bitch with duct tape. Put on my goggles, grab my leather gloves, and pull. <laughs> and pray I don't kill myself in some way. It actually came off easier than I anticipated. I nearly dropped it because it popped right off, and I slammed backwards and didn't have a really good handle on it yet. But I managed. It's actually sitting right over there because I haven't decided what I'm doing with it. But yeah. Um, so Put yeah, I, the bench so you can get jacked. <laughs> that's actually a good idea <laughs> i turned it into a total total studio man <laughs> so, so yeah the joys of home ownership are many the first house we bought uh back a thousand years ago was a uh, i don't know 50s 60s era mm -hmm. kind of craftsman job yeah i remember so, that place. yeah I remember yeah, yeah yeah you went there um uh -huh. but so all the electricity was none of it was grounded it was all it was all two prongs <laughs> the whole house i spent a summer changing out light fixtures or just, no changing out outlets and plates oh and, man and the best of it all was one night i think solara was done with law school so she was probably working late or something one night or she was working in the other room and so I, we had uh 
what was supposed to be the dining room was kind of the home office. I was in there and I was changing out the light fixture, putting a ceiling fan in, and I'm working over my head on the ladder. Da, 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 da. And uh, the ladder slipped. Oh, damn. And I had a Phillips head screwdriver here above my head. The ladder went one way. I went straight. The Phillips head's coming with me, and I realized, oh, shit. No, the Phillips head, I had whatever. I somehow managed to tuck my arm under me to brace for the fall. I went, oh, shit, the screwdriver. And it went like this, and belly flopped, boom, onto the floor from about five feet up and just laid there gasping for air for about 20 minutes until I could gather my breath up and went to tell my wife I nearly died. I nearly impaled myself on a Phillips head screwdriver. But, yeah, homeownership's a yeah. 20, 20 degrees outside. No, it's actually it was zero degrees. The wind was blowing and our light fixture at our house had come off the, the exterior one over our garage. So I got the ladder out. I went up there and started to, to fix it. And this is another one of those ingenious where they did the this connection. Right. They, they, <laughs> we'd replaced it earlier. So we put it right. But they had drilled through the sheeting and then the wall, the, the, the wall board underneath and then made the connection up in the garage. So when I had to fix this, I had to cut a hole in my garage ceiling. Oh God. Oh yeah. So you know, cut a hole, fix that. Anyway, um, 20 degrees out, zero degrees, 20, anyway. I go up on the ladder. Cold. Cold. I'm going up there and I'm doing like little bits of repairs, you know, like really quickly, you know, screwing something out, screwing things in, screwing up, go back in the house, warm my hands up, go out, do it, go do it. I'm coming down the ladder one last time. I have my drill in my hand. I, I missed the last rung on the ladder. I go over backwards. I've got the drill in my hand, right? And I'm going and I get myself turned so I can, you know, land on my back, you know, take a bump, you know, do that. Oh, sure. Right. Spread so it out. I'm ready to take the bump. I spread out. I look up and there's the side of my car. Oh no. Very quickly turned. So bam, side of the head, shoulder. <laughs> and now it's, it's, you know, zero degrees out. I'd like, I still have the drill in my hand, but I like relaxed. And now I'm laying in my driveway. Making snow <laughs> angels or what are you doing? Well, I just thought this feels so warm. I could just go to sleep. <laughs> my head's still ringing. I'm like, it's exactly the wrong response. <laughs> I'm just laying there. I was like, oh, yeah. It's so quiet and so I just close my eyes. No, get up. Suddenly you're the revenant. What is going on there? <laughs> well, I mean, I hit my car hard. <laughs> it's uh, a big print on the and the dust on the side and the uh, road smoke. <laughs> nice. Nice. But I, I didn't drop the drill. That's the thing to remember. I didn't drop. You held onto the drill. See, I, 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 I pitched the screwdriver just so I didn't impale myself. Otherwise, you know. good move. I think it was the right one that night. When your brain has that moment going, oh shit, that's dangerous. Exactly. Just enough time to pulse it out of my hand so I could complete the belly flop. Oh god. We also did in another thing. We did two fixtures in our kitchen, right? In the in this house. In this house. In the new house. Okay. The house that we bought because there was no work to do. <laughs> there are three original light fixtures in. 
there's always work to do. You've been married long enough to know that. We painted every room. Every room is painted. And then, the, you know, by the end of the year, we will, ha- we will have replaced every light fixture and painted every room when we're done. Yeah, we were making dinner uh, and my wife, my wife announced that uh, I have to change the sink fixture because she's over it. So that just means <laughs> now I have to go shopping for sink fixtures, which is just going to be a nightmare. <laughs> That's right. Get out your home plumber, you know. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least with this one, the way our sink is situated in our kitchen, it's in a corner. So it's like a double wide opening. So I'll have room to spread out. I haven't looked to see how difficult it's going to be to get to that that nut underneath there. Because one house we had, I couldn't I couldn't get enough room to break it to change it mm-hmm. out. But uh, yeah, this one's big enough. I hopefully have enough room to work under there. Yeah, you know, it, 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 <laughs> I will say the thing about home repair. There, there was a there was an article in on there was a story on the internet, and some guy was lamenting the fact that it's like. I just saw where ninety-five percent of people look how look up how to do things on Google or something like that, and I'm reading it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, because nobody's born knowing how to drywall. We have to look this stuff yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, there was I. We bought a our house came with a screen door on the going out to our deck, which is kind of nice because you know, typically in Austin, it's you can leave the door open some some part of the year as opposed to Houston. Um, yeah. But it, it's Why a ch- yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. However, it was the least expensive screen door that could be purchased. They didn't hang it well, and I can't square it. I have tried everything known to man to square that door, and it is just warped beyond repair. So at Thanksgiving, we went and bought a new one. Well, it's about a quarter of an inch too wide for the opening. Even though we measured both, somehow it's still a quarter of an inch too wide for the opening. I don't have the tools necessary to make a straight cut. I just don't. <laughs> and my dad, normally in the old days, I just called my dad, go to haul the door down to his house. He'd have gotten out the table saw. We'd have ripped that quarter inch off. Done. Yeah. He's in Houston. I'm not driving three hours to cut the quarter of an inch off. So we, 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 I called somebody. I'm going to own it. I called somebody who, who does door work because he has the tools because I don't want to try and st- hand cut that door that's the last thing i want to try to do and i just don't i don't have a circular saw i don't have a work bit i don't have horses which are probably things i should buy just have never gotten around to it so mm-hmm. i'm gonna pay he told me 50 bucks to, to cut and hang the door sold done <laughs> that's worth all the time and effort i would spend and the that's aggravation good. that's money well spent right there that, that, that's no four trips to home depot because mm-hmm. you got the wrong freaking screw you yep. know like like my old house, the, the guy had, uh, he, 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 every time they took cabinets out of the house, they redid the kitchen or it was a one owner home, but he put the cabinets in the basement to make the, this amazing storage rack. Right. So when we get down there, it's like, Oh, look, he's got all these shelves and stuff. This would be great. We'll put tubs on. Well, I put, go to put something and it's pretty rickety. So as I start looking, this guy used every fucking bolt he could find. None of them were the same. Oh no. So the first one I get out and I was like, ah, Phillips head. Unscrew, unscrew, unscrew. Phillips head. Unscrew, unscrew, unscrew. Flathead. Okay, flat. That's unscrew, unscrew, unscrew. Flathead. Da, 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 da. Star drive. What the hell? It's Where did he drive. find those? Carriage bolts. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Well, <laughs> at least with the carriage bolts, you know, at least it's got some substance to it. Oh, yeah. But it's like the one screw in the middle of the thing. It'll, it took me, I, okay. 
with power driver, uh-huh. you know, there's yep. been able to take this thing apart in like 20 minutes. Yep. Took me four hours. And I had to like every time I'd get a screw, I'd have to go back to the box and find a different thing to unscrew it with. Yep, yep. Yeah. I was like, hey, great. You're very, very you know, I like the ingenuity and the way that you did this, but god damn it, dude. Buy a pack of buy a pack of screws. Yeah, they're right next to the wire nuts in the, <laughs> the cheap shit that doesn't it's not gonna break you to buy. Exactly. You can buy a pack of a hundred for five bucks. Five dollars. Look at all these wire nuts I got. <laughs> I have I will I I have one of those and I will bequeath it to my sons when I die. I will never use all those. I bought that thing when I was rewiring that first house, and I've not used them all, and I don't foresee the need to have as many as I have now. Yeah. Oh, I, I now have my own tool bag just for electrical. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, but I can see how that would happen. Depending yes. where you work. Oh yeah. Well, then you know, finding out that the first the first switch I changed, I go in there. It's like hmm, hall light. Find the breaker. Flip the breaker. So I go and I take the switch out and I make up the new switch and I'm pushing it back in and it's like ow, and I'm looking in there going damn I I, I caught myself on something. Pushed so what, it in. What, 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 what was hot? <laughs> the light circuit that the light that was on the other circuit in that stained box. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Missed that one. I know. Yeah, so that's when I went out and bought my little light tester. <laughs> and I got a Sharpie marker and wrote on the back of the faceplate two breakers and wrote down which ones they were. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> Good plan. Oh, so yeah, the joys of home home, home had the path. Apparently I've had more of this than I thought. The joys of home ownership. There we go. Yeah, just remember at the end of the day, you own it, man. <laughs> it's it's all yours. <laughs> great yeah yeah i power washed the deck in the early spring and, and i did a really good job i took all the stain off of it <laughs> but it needed to be <laughs> it needed to be done but and i kind of don't hate the bare the bare boards but i didn't get quite all of the stain so it's just really a bizarre hodgepodge and laura keeps going when are you going to fix this I'm, I'm, I'm like well don't you said you liked this she's like yes i do but we still need to get the rest of it off and seal it okay well when it's not 112 degrees outside, we'll come back to this project. That's a, that's a, yeah. Yeah, a power washer in 100 degree heat just, uh, it, it doubles up in a bad way. Yeah. I told you this story when I was power washing the neighbor's home. <laughs> you blew out, the, blew out the window? Yeah. <laughs> yes. See, and I think we had this part of this conversation one episode before, but I don't hate power washing. I find it kind of tranquil because it's just me and the noise and the immediate results. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, have to. As long as you don't hate drywall. <laughs> yeah, drywall. Well, I, I spend most of my time doing the driveway. We got a lot of green, green out in the front. There's a spot. There's a spot right outside our front door where there's some ivy and stuff, and it tends to like accumulate green right outside the front door. So I think I've done that about a half a dozen times since we moved in. But it's not a long stretch. But usually, once I get to the end of that little piece of sidewalk, I'm like, well, the driveway's not that long. <laughs> and away <laughs> I go. And that's my day. <laughs> so, what are you doing? Just power washing. I, you know, I figured you want the rest. If I did that part, I need to do the rest. So I'm just taking care of it before you ask. <laughs> so oh, man. So, what else has been going on? Uh, hey, there's a new Rose Show book out. I've read it. Oh, you have? I got yeah. A, yeah, I got an advanced copy. Um, oh. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, see, look how I'd roll. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's Robichaux. Okay. Um, it was funny because I got the review the review copy either the very beginning of the year or the end of last year. I don't remember. And it was supposed to be released right about the time everything went to shit. <laughs> and they pushed the release back. And then I got this notice. Oh, the book's out. You need to write a review. Oh, crap. Now I got to go look up somebody else's review to see what the plot was because I don't remember. Um <laughs> Uh, was something Dave. about they were breeding in the the bayou. And it they, was uh, the boys and butternut were there, <laughs> and uh, Dave and Cleet, uh, the Bobsy twins from Homicide. So it was it was um it was very much a Robichaux book. Dave and Cleet get mixed up with a couple of rich Louisiana families. Yes, yeah, which some we've sort of about. Are there any bad guys left in New Iberia? I, you know, the town's just not that big. I mean, he's got to be moving on to Lauraville or Gaydon at some point. Um, <laughs> See, I can I can do that, um, but uh, but uh, but so yeah. There's these two rich families. There's some sort of like familial contract. There's one of the kids wants to be a, a rock star and he plays like Elvis, you know, because that's a relevant timely reference at this point in our yeah. uh, pop culture <laughs> hemisphere. And there's a, a just there's a, an assassin who may or may not be a ghost or may or may not be a lizard man, and it's. It's not the Redbone guy, is it? Or the... No, 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 no. It's a new, it's a new mystical assassin. Apparently, there's a lot of those roaming the streets of New Iberia as well. So, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst of the Roma shows, but it certainly wasn't the best. Okay, I was going to say, at some point, we should point out if people have it, if people are listening, and they are based and on they are. based on what I've seen. There we go. The 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 new the, the Roma show. Uh, you and I know because we live like a half hour, 45 yeah. minutes away. So New Iberia is not big enough for the amount of crime Dave encountered. So just for some perspective, so, so for those of you who may or may not know, what we're talking about is the uh, Dave Robichaux crime books written by James Lee Burke. He's been writing them since early, mid 80s sometime. Yeah. We're, we're well into like book 30, 40, somewhere in there. Um, New Iberia, he, uh, James Lee Burke is from South Louisiana. He, he, he gets the cadence, he gets the dialogue, he gets the, the locales right. Uh, but the little town where he based his protagonist is not New Orleans. It is not Baton Rouge. It's not even Lafayette. It's New <laughs> Iberia, which is, as Steve said, about 20 to 30 minutes outside of Lafayette. It's a small town. Oh, yeah. Divided by a river. Um, but for but for four decades, Dave Robichaux has been fighting the forces of evil and no goodness that haunt the streets of New Iberia. And I'll be honest, and for generations, for yes, generations. it's all generational inequity. Um, <laughs> his father got blown up on a rig. That's right, and his mom <laughs> ran away with a traveling salesman. Um, she a hot pillow joint. <laughs> <laughs> there are themes, in case you can't tell. Um, I think they're called tropes now, but anyway. well, yeah, at this point they are. So, um, yeah, so it, he's right. And okay. And Dave's a Vietnam vet with uh -huh. like night terrors uh -huh. and tremors and a recovering alcoholic. Uh, his, his Pajo cleat is a not recovering alcoholic. He's a happy <laughs> alcoholic and a, a force of nature. Um, and it, what, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, pretty sure Cleet's described as a fortune, force of nature. In yes, more than once. <laughs> so the, the problem becomes with books like this, the, the long running series of tough guy books, and you and I have had this conversation and we might as well have it again, is that at some point... You do the math. It, you do the math, <laughs> exactly. I was... The first time I ran into this was was late stage Spencer by Robert Parker. When I realized based on how he had written Spencer, based on his age, Spencer was the same age as my father, roughly. <laughs> and my father was not going to be going toe to toe with obnoxious mouthy old. punks. Yeah, our, <laughs> our gunsels are tough guys. Yeah, no matter how tough my dad might have been back in the day, he was he was an older man and he just wasn't going to be throwing down with with 30 year old tough hard cases and and we've reached that same point with with cleat dave. Oh, yeah, dave dave and by the same token with harry bosch written by michael Connolly because he's a vietnam vet and it you realize at some point i might like my dad is older i think your dad's about that age approximately yeah. oh he is yeah so, so yeah so we're running into that same generational issue and i've yet to find one well-written who'd be like our age, which is where you would think the next group of these books would be coming from. But I haven't mm -hmm. found one yet. I've looked. I don't oh. like, I don't like Reacher. I've okay. tried that one. That's just me. I don't know. I just, he's, he's a little no. too Mac Boland, too Superman-y for me. Well, Kristen reads uh, Sue Grafton, which I always felt Sue had found the out in the, in the, you know, she, she, all of them are, are, she sets them in the past. This is, you know, sets them in like the 80s or whatever. So that you don't have to then at some point go, Jesus, Kinsey's got to be pushing 70. How is she still scoring dudes? Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, it just occurred to me, and I'm, I'm going to have to go back and look now because I think the latest Burke, which is called A Secret Cathedral, by the way, uh, yes. maybe he's done that a couple of times recently where he set them in the past. And now it actually may be back further but I, again it's been so long since i read it and it was so genetically similar to so many of the others i don't remember and he's got sand in the gears in his head and that kind of right stuff. right right yeah bouncing bettys and and uh <laughs> mini balls well, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 the, you're right they are tropes when we're just like rattling and at some point it just feels like page filler to me honestly i love the way the guy writes i think it captures the area oh, yeah. better than anybody I've ever seen. And what I, I don't remember which book it was, but there was a book where he, Dave Robichaud, trailed a suspect to the tattoo parlor where I got my tattoo back in the 90s because it was the only one in Lafayette at the time and uh, before it was a thing. And I'm like, well, I know exactly where that is. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, for and I think especially for you and I, they carry a little extra weight because we did grow up in the area. So when he's referencing specific places or people, we kind of know, we know a lot of the places. We know some of the kinds of people, maybe not specifics, but I mean- uh -huh. I think the other thing that amuses me about the Rover shows is like he's in New Iberia and he talks about just like jumping on airline highway and driving over to New Orleans. Yeah. That's an hour drive, man. <laughs> if you're lucky these days, it's more than that. Yeah. Sure, that, like, oh, I just popped up and you're like, you popped up. You can't pop up in Lafayette. <laughs> if you're like, no, that's a half hour, man. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> or when you, my favorite, my, my favorite one is when he goes the other way and goes to New Orleans down 90. 
uh, oh, yeah. which is south. And I'm like, for good, no, you're not getting there anytime today. You better just pack a bag. Um, so, you know, he's back home with his newest hot wife, you know, <laughs> by the end of the, by the end of the chapter. <laughs> yeah. See, so he's had the one wife who got killed by Colombian gangsters. Then yes. one died from lupus. Then he married a nun and she died in a, in a drunk driving accident. Molly. Yeah. Molly, one? Yeah. Molly was the nun. <laughs> Molly was the nun who fought with the Sandinistas. Okay. Okay. And then I don't, <laughs> Bootsy was the one who had lupus. Bootsy and, was the one with lupus. The first one was, 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 was Kelly Lynch. I, you yeah, know, no. cause she was in like one book or two at the most. I think uh -huh. she was only in the first book, maybe the second one. And then she no, got she, killed. She was done in, uh, she was done in heaven's prisoners. Was she? Oh, no, you're right. No heaven's prisoners. You're right. Yeah. So she only made it through two books and she was, one of the two times I attempted to bring it to uh, to the screen, and she was played by Kelly Lynch. So, that's, no. yep, yeah. Oh, uh, you you're better than I. I was going to ask if it was Terry Hatcher, but no, you're no. She was the uh, the mall in that one. Okay, there you go. She was All Eric right. Eric Roberts Mall. Eric Roberts and Alec Baldwin both playing Cajun men was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> bad accents all around yeah no that's an accent you gotta know something about that you even try and okay now you, you're gonna set me off so here's my rant for the day <laughs> you you lived in louisiana for a while i was born and raised there um and what most people don't recognize is there's multiple accents in that state everybody wants it to be either the the water boy caricature oh. The Waterboy caricature Cajun accent or the Boston sounding New New Orleans accent. Hell, there's at least five or six accents in just in New Orleans. I we uh, I worked with a guy from New Orleans. Um, you know, he up here in Kansas City, he transplanted. You know, and yeah, you're sitting there listening. I could only do the New Orleans accent once, and it was because I was doing Southerner and New York. <laughs> That's that's what it that kinda, is. I blended it together and I got it just just you know, uh, yeah. But, but see, I find it easier to do the accent if you have a phrase to get you into it. Because I used to work with this guy when I was doing uh, cleaning drilling equipment, and he was like, "Oh, mall, man, mall." And then after <laughs> that, that'll do it. Get, if yeah. that doesn't do it, there's nothing that will. <laughs> man, melon. Yeah. so I, I can turn it on and off I, I my my sons are like you're not from louisiana you don't sound like that i'm like i made a very conscious decision to not but i can do it share if i want to me um so yeah but then but like okay so i'm done with that piece of my rant and then so you come out of new orleans and you go north on 10 you're gonna come to baton rouge kind of a gumbo of accents because it's the state capital lsu is there not really a defined accent. You come a little further west on Ted, you hit Lafayette, Cajun country. There's a definitive accent. Oh, yeah. there there are there are variations on it depending on which little town you're from. But by and large, I mean, if I get on the phone with somebody and I hear it, I know it. I ask them where in Louisiana they're from. I don't even pretend because mm -hmm. I like I know it. You go further west, you get to like Lake Charles, and I spent spent the first twelve years of my life there. That's more or less an East Texas pine belt cracker accent. You go yeah. north and it's just, it's vanilla. <laughs> As we say, the Yankees from north of I-10, 
uh, anything <laughs> north of I-10 is a Yankee. So, uh, that, so, uh, and if you don't have a map handy, I-10 is right across the southern of Louisiana. <laughs> exactly. You're only talking about about 90 miles tops of the state. The rest of it is, <clears throat> and that's the thing about the state of Louisiana. It is, once you legitimately, once you get north of I-10, it just turns into pine trees like Mississippi and East Texas and any of the other southern states through that pine belt. But there's that corridor from I-10 and south there's a whole different world, man. And it, I mean, that's, that's the God's honest truth. Oh, absolutely. No, but I, I mean, Eric Roberts tried. I, like, I can't. I, I've watched CSI New Orleans a couple times. Nope, won't do it. Oh, those accents are terrible. And they have a guy who's supposed they had, I think, had. I think they killed his character. But he was he was like this really intense Southern. And he would kind of talk with a sort of, it was supposed to be Cajun. And it was just... I mean, you talk through like clenched teeth the whole time, Shaya. Y'all understand me? Well, you know. Well, that's not even New Orleans. Yeah, and it was none of that sort of rolling kind of, you know, laid back, I can't read a book kind of thing that you've got in Louisiana, in Lafayette. (laughs) Um. (laughs) You know, we're going to have some people from there listening to this, right? (laughs) Thanks for dropping our numbers. Um. I say it with love. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, uh, um, the, is, uh, the Cajun, the, the I think the true Cajun accent is is more it is more that laze you know laze le bon ton relay that kind of it's it's kind of uh, full flavored roly poly kind of a thing. I'm really not describing it well. I, I kind of know what you're getting at. Yeah, no, it's a it's, it's, like it's a, it, a nod. It's, it, it's you know? it, if I may provo- propose a word, see what you think of this one. It's laconic. There it, you go. It doesn't hurry itself. It has a, it's, it's, it's not slow, but it's slow moving. It, there you go. but it's always moving. It flows. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, like Mississippi slow is just like, oh, oh my God, I'm don't, don't get me started. <laughs> um, Cause I will lose family. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but, but that's, I mean, and you know, I've always had a problem with the X-Men character Gambit because as written, here I go, here I go, um, as written by the genius that is Jim Lee, he is from New Orleans, but he talks with a Cajun accent and it makes no goddamn sense. And he wears a trench coat all the time and that stupid fucking headpiece. A leather trench coat in South Louisiana. <laughs> Fuck you, Jim Lee. Take a trip. <laughs> That motherfucker melt. <laughs> Tell you what, Jim, you put on the headgear and the leather trench coat, and then you go jump around the roofs in the French Quarter for about twenty minutes. Let's see how you're holding out, mutant and, powers or not. And lay on that gumbo accent. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I make the cards explode, <laughs> which is a great visual. But the wrong characterization. And I have had zero use for Gambit since about the second time I read it. And I'm like, because I was still in Lafayette at the time when Gambit came out. I was just like, no, fuck you. This is not right. This is the same reason I watched one episode of True Blood and went, no, fuck you. Because the accents were all over the place. You're in Louisiana swamps. There's one accent, maybe two. It's I mean, I'll give you give me that people. that exactly. I was gonna say you might get the swamp people mush mouth, but more <laughs> than likely, what you're gonna get is 
the the rolling Cajun accent we discussed earlier. And the laconic <laughs> rolling yeah, Cajun. Yeah, I I think that's actually about the best description of that accent you're ever gonna come up with. You know, the first time we ever watched Swamp People, my wife was like, Can you understand what they're saying? I'm like, Yeah, I can. She's like, I'm gonna need subtitles. I'm like, Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Oh, Miss Lidbish, get that gator. That's the thing about the Cajun accent is it's got like that quick kind of. Um, yes, it's staccato. It's that quick staccato, but at the same time, it's the slow rolling staccato that. Yeah, it's a weird I, combination. It's I like listening to it. I do watch long people sometimes just to listen to them talk. <laughs> I've had. Who uh, when I used to work for Realtor.com, I had more than one conversation where I'd get somebody from Louisiana, our 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 Louisiana name, of which there are a dozen that are you can guarantee the person has has at least family there. And, <laughs> and but if I picked up even a hint, if I picked up a hint of that accent, I'm like, all right, where in Louisiana are you from? And that was my end, man, because if you get a coon ass talking about where they're from and their people. Your family. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when you get into their people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, mom. Oh, I'll my. tell you. Okay, here's here's the best example of it. Um, I've I had several jobs in the last few years, as we know. Um, I was working at the Crate and Barrel in Houston. Mm-hmm. It was the holiday season. I was at the, one of the, like, it was, a, it was, I think it was the Saturday before Christmas. I, I remember because the people were piled up against the glass wall by the door like the walking dead half hour before we opened we had to open early oh my God. and so i they stuck me on the middle register of the busy counter and i was there and it was just like oh shit it's noon okay um but i started talking to this one lady she i picked up the accent started talking to her and she was the grandmother of one of the girls that used to play softball with my sister and so i had i mean i could have sold that lady anything i wanted to upsell want a credit card want to buy some gift cards whatever we were family i was in and it's that kind of yeah you start talking about their people and man you are in oh yeah no this is when i was in st louis i was working with at the cartoon company and i remember that yeah, and like you say, you hear that accent. So you're just like, hey, where are you from? It's like, oh, I'm from Lafayette. And you're like, really? But um, uh, my, my, you know, I start talking to him. My dad's secretary. Wait, what? It wasn't really? <laughs> like, yeah, it was when he worked for Kerr McGee. He's, yeah. You know, I go, I, what's your daddy do? And I was like, oh, he, he works for oil companies. Oh, which one does he work for? And I go, oh, he works for, um, I think he was consulting with BP or something like that. Everybody used to, like when we were living in Lafayette, he worked for Kerr McGee. And she goes, your daddy, Mr. Randy? And I'm like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> oh man, I work for him and Mr. whatever the other dude's name was, you know? And that world gets real small real fast. <laughs> yeah. I got one better than that. Mm. We had a, a, a convention of, um, I don't know, Christian youth whatever. And I asked them what they did at their convention. And they, the girl was like, oh, it's great. We do plays and we do this and we do this. And I was like, well, what kind of plays do you do? She goes, oh, we do like plays about like the resurrection. And I was like, well, I don't mean to be sort of you know cynical, but we all know how that story ends. How do you make that dramatic? You know? Oh, ha, 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 ha. So anyway, so, well, where are you from? She goes, oh, I'm from North Carolina. It's like, oh, that's really interesting. Well, my sister goes to college in North Carolina. Oh yeah. Where, what town? I said, oh, uh, I forget what town she went to. Which sister? 
Uh, Tiffany. Okay. And she goes, um, oh, oh, you know, she go to Methodist College? I'm like, yeah, she goes to Methodist College. And she goes, does, uh, what's your name? I said, Tiffany Sprouse. She goes, uh, does she, uh, she drive a Chevy Blazer? I was like, yeah. She goes, oh. <laughs> She ran into my car. I'm like, you're the woman who pulled out in front of her. She goes, yeah, I felt so bad. I was looking in the rearview mirror and I saw her coming up. She didn't even see me. I didn't, I just pulled into that lane and she hit me. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And she's like, oh yeah, I feel so bad for her. She never saw, she had no chance. I pulled out in front of her too late. I'm like, oh, okay. And then she goes, you know, my friends are telling me I should take some time off and go to the doctor and stuff and, you know, just charge it to the insurance because that's what it's for. And I'm like, wow, great, great. And your name is? I got her name and I called my dad and I said, fight this claim. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> He's like, why? I go, I just met the girl she ran into. <laughs> All right. So I think with that verse of it's a small world after a small world after all. Hold on. Before I do that, did you get the email I sent you um, Monday? Probably. Okay. okay. I know you had a busy week with the whole uh, with the whole Patrick Mahomes super spreader situation. <laughs> I spent the weekend reading, um, and this is a this is next week's topic, I think, because we're we're running out of time here. But I spent the weekend reading some old Jack Kirby Mr. Miracles. Um, oh yeah on, on my uh, ipad and i found some some cool panels for slurp shop good i need to do i've got an idea you know the thor where he's like spinning the hammer yeah that stretch go along <laughs> like it i like it <laughs> but yeah, i found go deep but anyway i found well, you do both why not um i found a just a single panel of dark side and he's yelling so there's this like yelling word balloon at the top of the panel and but i no sent uh, I sent you no 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 he's got words but I I sent it to you with with the uh what I want in the balloon and I wanted to say release the Snyder cut <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man where did you send that to <laughs> I sent it to your to your Gmail um to the only email is, I have on... oh yes <laughs> that's all I wanted to say just release the Snyder cut um, because you, as you may or may not know, allegedly Dark Side will appear in the Snyder Cut on HBO sometime next year. Assuming. Oh my God! It was it was the perfect panel for that. I've got a couple of other cool Kirby Mister Miracle panels. I'll send you. Uh, one of them is 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 a sound effect, and I think we just want to put it on a shirt. The sound effect is B A R dash R R dash R O O M. The sound effect is bar room. Bar room. There we go. <laughs> it's all it says. With kind of one of those shaded out Kirby figures in the lower foreground. I'll send it to you later. But um, yeah, that yeah. dark was perfect. Holy so, crap. <laughs> so um, now I have two or three that I saved. Um, that's the joy of reading uh, comics on a, a mobile device. You can do that screen capture. Um, so yeah, since I brought it up, Slurp Shop on T Public is our T-shirt shop. We're doing some fun stuff with old. Uh, Jack Kirby panels and some uh, original illustrations by my partner in crime. He's got a really cool Batman 66 you want to get in on. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Slurp Shop on Public. Check it out. The Snyder Cut shirt will be coming <laughs> post-haste. I'm going to oh, order yeah. it. I'm oh, going to order I that one. Downloaded it, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pulling it into Illustrator now. 
<laughs> I knew I just needed to give you the proper inspiration. So we're going to wrap this up. So I do actually kind of want to talk about Jack Kirby some on a coming episode, uh, because as I said about Bill Sienkiewicz last time, as a writer, he's a hell of an artist. <laughs> but I have some I have some significant thoughts on that. Maybe we'll do that next time because I've read because because the seventies DC Mister Miracle series was split into two definitive pieces. Kirby did a big chunk, and then there was a break of several years, and then Steve Englehart and Steve Gerber wrote it oh, for nice. a few issues. And you would think. That would be, and I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, so we'll save that for next time. We'll talk about Jack Kirby <laughs> next time, because otherwise this is going to be a yeah, teaser. <laughs> Tune in next time for Kirby chat. Um, so, <laughs> slurp slop, slurp slop, slurp, which is really what we should have called it if I'm going to drink while I'm trying to promote it. Slurp shop on Public with the mm-hmm. uh, Snyder Cut shirt coming soon. Uh, we've got... Yeah, probably uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it comes out tomorrow, I'll buy one tomorrow. Um, we've got... Um, you know who'll buy this Poyo. He'll buy it. Um, <laughs> um we've got Slurp Shop on T Public, uh Slurp Toast on Facebook and Twitter, which I'm getting lined up, and then of course slurptoast.com on Instagram because of, as we all know, Indian energy drinks. Did you look at that? I did. It's like they've got three posts and yeah. I'm trying to figure out what they are. Because honestly, what I was going to do was find their product, find the product name, and I was going to make a t-shirt of us with their like product. It was so to- <laughs> nice. Yeah, the <laughs> pictures aren't very helpful. Yeah, it just looks like they sell frozen slushy drinks in bags. <laughs> I, I want to make an Apu joke here, but I won't. Um, we find the guy to do it. All right. I'm done. (laughs) We can't afford Hank Azaria. Um, And he won't do it anymore anyway. So that's the end of episode eight. I think we've had some good conversation about home repair, uh, disease spreading, (laughs) and Dave Ropa show in in South Louisiana. So that's a a solid episode. And uh, we actually uh, touched on a pop culture thing with the the Dave Ropa show. Yeah, we did. Oh, it's as dated as Dave. I don't know. You know, that's okay. Uh, I think I have a general idea of who our audience is, and I think we're okay. (laughs) Now that we can talk about F. Paul Wilson updating his old books. (laughs) Is he doing that, really? He's done that with a couple of like Okay. adversary cycle. Yeah, I should stop. Okay, so next week, next week, it's going to be Kirby and F. uh, That's the Repairman Jack guy, right? Yeah, the Repairman Jack. Paul Paul Wilson. Yeah, I'll make a note. So that'll be next week. We'll talk about that next week. All right. So that's it. That's episode eight. Um, Until (laughs) next time, I'm Bruce. And we'll see you, kids. Have a good night. Later. (laughs) Bye.